Hi, this is Penny Kaiser, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential. Radio talk show about television. Bruce Morrow will join us in our second hour. Bruce Morrow, the legendary radio personality, better known as Cousin Brucey. Cousin Brucey introduced millions of Americans to the Beatles, 60 Soul, surf music, and many, many other musical artists. Cousin Brucey is not only returning to terrestrial radio for the first time in 15 years, he's coming home to the very station where he introduced Americans to the music of the Beatles in 1963. Cousin Brucey will join us in our second hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll begin this hour by welcoming three-time Emmy-nominated costume designer Diana Eden. Diana's career in the entertainment industry began as a teenager when she danced with the National Ballet of Canada and was part of their national touring performance of Swan Lake. After graduating from the University of Toronto, Diana joined the national touring company of My Fair Lady and performed on Broadway as a dancer and as an actress in the productions of Hotspot with Julie Holiday. A funny thing happened on the way to the forum with Zero Mostel, Fade In, Fade Out with Carol Burnett, and The Odd Couple with Richard Benjamin and Dan Daly, where Diana played Gwendolyn Pigeon. A chance meeting with Anne Margaret in the mid-1970s paved the way for Diana's second act as a costume designer for stage, film, and television, including the European tour and famous Central Park concert with Diana Ross, the MGM Grand production of Jubilee, and such popular TV series as The Facts of Life, Ned and Stacy, and Santa Barbara. As a costume designer and as a performer, Diana Eden has grown accustomed to seeing actors in their birthday suits, or close to it. Not surprisingly, the name of Diana's new book is called Stars in Their Underwear, which we'll tell you more about in just a second. Diana Eden, welcome to TV Confidential. <laughs> Thank you so much. Happy to be here. The title of your book, Stars in Their Underwear, is, is titillating, but the book itself is not titillating. It is a classic mountain story in that there are many obstacles that you faced in your efforts to mount a career in the performing arts. And it, it's really a story about the drive it takes to achieve your goals, no matter how many obstacles stand in your way. Where do you think that drive came from? I just always had a need from early years to uh, excel and to be the best and to be noticed. And, and I knew early on that I was going to have to work harder and be better. And I can't attribute where that drive came from in terms of, you know, wasn't my parents. It was, it was all from me. And, you know, it's possible that some of it came from the fact that um, I would felt a little bit like a fish out of water and we emigrated to Canada when I was uh, 10 going on 11 and there were adjustments to make that were difficult. So to become really, really good as a dancer first and later as an actress and so forth was, was something that I could strive for and which, quite frankly, um, got me attention, which, um, you know, being a shy girl in class with, with <laughs> no friends didn't get me any attention. 
Well, the other thing you had going for you is you're tall, you were grace, you're graceful, and you had long legs. So that that helped you stand out in a lot of in a lot of the auditions, I would imagine. Yes, it did. Yes, um, even in university, um, when I was doing um, you know college shows, uh, there was one uh, picture that went into the varsity newspaper where they nicknamed me the uh, girl with the golden legs. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and I always kind of enjoyed that. I talked to a lot of actors on, on this program, Diana. One thing that is not always taught in acting school is the need to sell yourself, uh, not only during the audition process, but uh, there are times that you need to take the reins of your career and, and be bold. Um, and take control of your career because no one will ever know how to sell yourself better than you. That could be hard to do if you are by nature a shy person. Uh, Throughout the book, throughout Stars in Their Underwear, you talk about how you yourself struggled with shyness throughout your career, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Shyness, uh, insecurity, um, all of those things. But fortunately, my drive was the stronger of the two um, forces. So that propelled me forward when everything else was screaming, oh, I can't do it, I don't want to be there, I don't know anyone. I just had to find a way to break through. And I do think my upbringing um, also gave me the sense that I have the power to use my brain to formulate a plan. I was never someone who thought things were going to come to me naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we were always taught you have to go get it. You have to work hard. So if one thing wasn't happening, then I knew that I must take different steps or I must adjust or I must work harder or I must make more phone calls or that kind of thing. But it was always a struggle. And, um, I think the worst for me was making um, calls um, to producers yeah. to say, you know, hello, it's me, uh, what do you have going on, and uh, I'd like to audition for you. I mean, I just I just dreaded doing that, but sometimes it had to happen. You know, you can't just sit there and think someone is going to call you. I can, I can tell you from experience, Diana, cold calling is not easy. Even when you're in your fives, as I am, you know, uh, yeah. uh, it's it's it, it's something that uh, it look it's you know, all of us have innate skills. Some of us have skills that we are able to develop more than others. But as we say, sometimes you got to dig down deep and make the call, even though it's not easier to do. Because if you don't, you you live with regret, and 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 nothing yeah. will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's lots of rejection in, in an acting career and dancing career, too. And uh, I appreciate that you saw the book as a long journey and struggle to overcome obstacles because it's never a straight path. And uh, you have to find a way to deal with the obstacles and not be defeated by them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. On the line with us is Diana Eden. Diana Eden, Emmy-nominated and Los Angeles Drama Critics Circle Award-winning costume designer Diana's memoir stars in their underwear, My Unpredictable Journey from Broadway Dancer to Costume Designer for some of Hollywood's biggest stars is the remarkable story of how a young girl from England who, after finding her promising career as a ballerina snatched away at age 16, reinvents herself with pluck and determination as a Broadway dancer and actress before finding joy, fulfillment, and tremendous success as a costume designer for some of Hollywood's biggest star stars in their underwear available in paperback and as an ebook through amazon.com and other online retailers diana's website dianaedendesigns.com you can also follow diana on twitter and on instagram like so many things in the entertainment industry diana costume designing is a collaborative process give our listeners an idea of the many people involved and the many steps are involved in creating a design? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think some people have the image of, you know, an Edith head sitting in a beautiful studio with a sketch pad and um, coming up with wonderful ideas, which somehow miraculously turn into costumes on film. We start with the script. We have meetings with the director, uh, because the director, especially in film, well, film and, and stage, have a vision that they want executed. They will have an overall feel, the look. We have to collaborate with the producers because they're the ones that hold the purse strings. Um, and then we collaborate with the actors because you can't just tell an actor, oh, here, put this on. This is your costume. The actor is part of the process. And that's part of the process that I really enjoy um, working with a good actor who has instincts about their character who puts on a piece of wardrobe and starts to move in it and feel it and say, yes, this this feels right for the character. And then you continue to collaborate because uh, you have a production designer who's designing the sets and uh, your costumes are going to live in those sets. So all the way across the board, it is a very, very collaborative process. You talk about working with actors in particular. There's there's a lot of trust in acting uh, from the start of the production to the to when they say cut it, print it, because actors will work with directors. They will put their trust in the directors. And just reading about, you know, your experience and stars in their underwear, Diana, there's a lot more trust than you would realize, than one would realize working with actors, because as, as we said in our open, you see them, you... you <laughs> gets their ideas, 
and we'll protect them in terms of making them look their very best. And it's, it's quite a special relationship. So when one editor a long time ago who was considering a book I was proposing about this subject said, well, no one wants to learn about the history of costume. And I said, that's not what my book will be about. It's about how to deal with stars in their underwear. The vulnerability and the trust and uh, the relationship between the the costume designer and the actor. And I have to say, from a marketing standpoint, um, it is a great title because it, it grabs it grabs your attention. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Diana Eden is the author of Stars in Their Underwear, the story of her life and career as a dancer, as an actress, and as an award-winning costume designer to some of the biggest stars in Hollywood, including Diana Ross, George Clooney, Cloris Leachman, Betty White, Deborah Messing, and Larry Hagman. Stars in their underwear available in paperback and as an ebook through Amazon.com and other online retailers. Diana's website, DianaEdenDesigns.com. You can also follow Diana on Twitter and on Instagram. You mentioned Edith Head, the image of Edith Head at her desk sketching all these designs. Yes, that's a classic image of a costume designer. And as you talk about in the book, yes, many... Costume designers are also skilled artists, but you speak very plainly about this. While you have many skills in your arsenal, art was not one of them. So you worked a lot with a lot of different artists throughout your career. Give us an idea of the collaborative process between you and your artist in getting in, in creating a design or series of designs from conception to reality. Yeah. Um, well, I was, um, a moderate artist, let's put it that way. Um, I could certainly draw. You have to be able to draw mm-hmm. as a costume designer to communicate your ideas. You can't just describe a hat or <laughs> the shape of a sleeve, you know. Yeah. You have to use your pencil and paper to show what's in your head. But the finished design very often is used as a selling tool. If I'm going to meet with a director and he's got a star that's very anxious about their look and he's got a big budget that he's going to be investing a lot of money, you want to have a sketch that really sells the costume, Mm -hmm. sells the actor in the costume. And so there are professionals who do nothing but costume illustration. And um, they're very valuable and um, it's a wonderful career for them. Diana has many great stories about some of the stars that she worked with throughout her career. She also talks about her work directly with Bob Mackey in her book, Stars in Their Underwear, available in paperback and as an ebook through Amazon.com and other online retailers. I said this to you off mic, Diana. I'll say it to you on the air. One of my favorite parts of the book is the first half where you talk about your acting career, your dancing career. And as, as we said earlier in our conversation, the, the myth is that I decide I'm going to be a star and, you know, you just plow ahead straight path and you achieve your goals. More often than not, there are ups and downs and bumps and, and sideways. And you really capture, you not only capture the feel of what it was like to be a working actor, early in your career, but you give readers a vivid picture of being a working actor on Broadway in the 60s. Ah, yes. Well, 
I guess we all think when we were on Broadway that it was the best time ever, but <laughs> I really do think it was an amazing time. Um, there were shows up and down uh, Broadway, up and down 44th Street and Schubert Alley. Um, Hello, Dolly uh, was there. Barbara Streisand had just opened in A Funny Girl, um, Oliver. I mean, it was amazing, the high quality of shows. And it was wonderful to be part of a Broadway production, and I absolutely loved it. You know, I'd get the bus down Broadway from my apartment and uh, uh, sign in at the stage door and uh, go into my dressing room and put on my makeup, and and there was a whole company of dancers and actors. Um, And the joy of performing, especially if you're in a hit show, Mm -hmm. it's really exciting. And then after the show, we'd go out to the theater bars where we'd run into the actors from all the other shows. Um, And there was even a bowling night, uh, the Thursday night bowling league. And, uh, you know, we could uh, (laughs) be bowling and look over in the next lane, and there was uh, Sammy Davis, Jr., and (laughs) in the other direction there was... um, Lola Falana. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So it, it was a great time. Yes, it, it was a great time, and like a lot of working actors, while your immediate goal was, you know, your first love was the stage, you were, you were very pragmatic. And, and back then in the 60s, there, there were television productions that were filmed in, in New York at the time. You didn't, you didn't yes. always have to go to Los Angeles to be on television. And so when opportunities came, you know, you pursued them. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of, of television production, but there were a couple of series that were produced um, at a studio actually up in Harlem on 127th Street. Uh, one was called The Nurses, and another one the Broadway, which there, was yeah with Craig Stevens. I had a small role. In. Yeah, with with Craig Stevens. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember what one 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 of the fun things is because you're talking about you know the 60s in general you were cast in the original film production of the producers and uh and so you know the the, the image the image of a young mel Brooks. I mean, most people think of Mel Brooks as Mel Brooks the established, you know, director, yeah. but you know, yeah. uh no. he, <laughs> not he, so he, on the producers. Yeah. And basically couldn't find anyone that uh, that would direct it. So we said, okay, I'll direct it. And uh, it was a little crazy at times because he had never directed the film and he had all these strong personalities to deal with, including Sarah Mostel, who was not the easiest person in the best of times. So um, there was a fair amount of shouting that went on, let's put it that way. Uh, Diana was the original Beerstein girl in The Producers. That's uh, that, that's among her many film credits. She also played a dancer in Valley of the Dolls, and she appeared in the pilot for Medical Center. So you helped get Medical Center on the air. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> These, these stories and more are in Diana's wonderful uh, memoir, Stars in Their Underwear. We'll talk some more with Diana Eden after this quick timeout here on TV Confidential. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. 
If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 866-490-3991-866-490-3991-866-490-3991. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, revised 3rd edition. The complete history of the Rockford Files on television, now completely updated with more than 20 new interviews, additional photographs, and a whole lot more. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, available now at rockford45.com, rockford45.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.